firerecruitmentaustralia.com. Become a firefighter without wasting years of your life, time, money and effort on things that won't work. Get the facts and what works. You're listening to the Fire Recruitment Australia podcast with your host, Brent Clayton. Hey there, it's Brent Clayton from firerecruitmentaustralia.com. Each week, I host a free webinar for anyone that's interested in joining the fire service here in Australia. It's a highly competitive intake, so it's important that you know everything you need to know without wasting your time, effort and money and energy on things that won't work. Here's a clip from my recent webinar. Hey there, it's Brent Clayton here from firerecruitmentaustralia.com and today we're talking about cognitive ability tests or aptitude tests and how the fire service assesses your score to see whether or not you're gonna uh, progress to the next stage. So, I had a few questions coming about this recently, um, whether they're uh, scored individually or if they score them all together and then take an average or whatever. And I just wanna sort of cover the reason why you might be asking a question like this. And unfortunately, I think it's because you might be worried about your lack of ability to demonstrate that you have an ability in, you know, whether it be mechanical, abstract, um, verbal, or whatever. So it seems to me it's a question you might ask if you're not prepared well enough and you're running out of time and you're worried about not scoring high enough in one area. So that's unfortunately why I think this question comes up, um, but I'm going to illustrate it for you anyway, so just stick with me. So. Um, for example, currently the Queensland Fire Service is uh, doing a supervised test uh, for verbal, um, abstract or patterns, and maths. Right. So the way they'll look at this is the, the reason why well, uh, they, they are testing you in each of these abilities is because it is important to them that you have a certain level of ability in all of those areas. Okay. So just like the pre-test where they had mechanical, it's important to them and it's important for the role that you have an ability of a certain level. So to answer the question, that is why you're getting tested in that area. So just for a start, so if you go really low on one ability type, um, even if they were, you know, taking an average, you're still not gonna get through, okay? You need to, you need to be scoring at a benchmark within those abilities because that is important to um, the service. So the MFB, for example, uh, they go through ASA at the moment and have done for quite a few years. So there's sort of four reasoning types. Uh, when you got your, your feedback, whether you're successful or not, it would be like your score, say, out of you know 50 was the, say, the, the, the pass mark. And if you did not hit that in or higher in each abilities thing, you would not progress. So that was nice in the fact that they gave you something to work on. So a lot of people, you know, might do really well in sort of three areas and, you know, get a, you know, might be maths or English or something like that, where they just, you know, got knocked out and, and didn't pass. So that is one way the cognitive ability test can stop you moving forward. Another way uh, that it can stop you moving forward, I'll give the example like New South Wales Fire and Rescue. I've had a lot of people there like, oh, I've got 98% of the cognitive test, I'm really high here or there. The thing with New South Wales is they test you in three areas straight off the bat, and this is why everyone gets stopped in their tracks right at the start, because it's not just your cognitive score. I'll just illustrate something for you. 
So they have the emotional intelligence, uh, the cognitive or aptitude, depends what you want to call it, and they work safety, okay? So they're the first three hurdles you're going to face with New South Wales and this is where the majority of people don't pass. And if you've done it before, you'll know they've got the bell curves for each of these, alright? So if you do really, really well in your cognitive and you're up here in the 98th percentile or whatever, that does not mean that you're going to progress. So the way they look at it closer to the start of the recruitment process is more holistic than some of the other services where you might get a benchmark of an average or whatever and move on. So not only do you have to be up here somewhere in the cognitive, you need to be in the right place for the work safety and the emotional intelligence so that that fits into the bands that they've decided are the best for, for, for their service going forward for a firefighter. So fundamentally to answer your question, I think if you focus your, your effort more on getting the best score you can and understanding the tests in advance, you're going to have a better time than worrying about how they add it up. Okay, that's how I work with my guys. It's like, let's make sure you're getting the best score you can in each component so it doesn't matter and you're not worrying about it or thinking about it. You're putting all your effort into a positive, uh, forward sort of environment so you can give yourself the best chance of getting through and having a go at the next stage. So hopefully you've got something out of that. I'm Brent Clayton, this is Fire Recruitment Australia. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next time. So if you want to learn how to become a firefighter without wasting your time, money and effort on things that don't work, click on the show notes and sign up for my free webinar or visit firerecruitmentaustralia.com and go to the blog. Thanks for listening to Fire Recruitment Australia's podcast and I'll catch you next Monday for more tips to help you stand out in the recruitment process. You're listening to the Fire Recruitment Australia podcast with Brent Clayton. Visit firerecruitmentaustralia.com.